are going to die. You're going to die. I'm going to die. We're all going to die. Just not today. Hello and welcome to this episode of Game On Girl, where we talk about gender and game culture. I'm your host, Regina McMenemy. And I'm your co-host, Rhonda Oglesby. And I'm Isabella, the Game On Girl intern. In today's episode, we'll talk about games that should never have been made into movies. And we'll rap about how we've been geeking out this week. And we'll be wandering down the aisles of our favorite office store for tools and a new segment called That's All I Need about our must-haves and can't-withouts. So stay tuned, and we're glad you're listening to Game On Girl. This is our wrap segment where we talk about what we've been watching, reading, and playing. Uh, Regina, why don't you start us off and tell us what you've been watching. Well, I've been indulging in one of my favorite... um, reality show competition tv things Uh (laughs) (laughs) i've been watching dancing with the stars oh that's interesting i didn't know you were a dancing with the stars fan you know i i'm usually not and i i really haven't been i started watching this is the third season i think i've watched so i guess i've been watching in secret um but i i'm a dancer so i'm i'm interested in it because i like to watch the dancing part of it actually and all the hubbub that they like edit in with the like drama of like preparing for the week and who Mm -hmm. the stars are and all that crap i don't really care about any of that i just really like to watch them dance and i like to watch to see which stars really actually learn and progress in the dancing it can be really interesting to see you know how well they do and how well they learn um this season billy d williams was on and he was 70 70 yeah older than that maybe and he ended up having to leave the show because of a back injury um but the first dance that they did with him uh (laughs) was to star wars oh my and there were wookies not wookies there were ewoks god you hate to be literal yeah but yes yes that's what they did for his first dance and it was really cute it was very much playing on the nerd boat so now, is Drew Carey still on it? Uh, Drew Carey just got booted off. Aww. He just got voted off this this week, actually. He got he got ousted. And he was doing reasonably well for somebody who you could tell had absolutely no ga- dance experience. He was he did he did better than I thought that he was going to do. And I thought for sure he was up against um oh god DJ Tanner from Full House, mm. Candice. Oh. Um, oh yeah 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 Cameron. Uh, yeah, he was up against her and I thought for sure he was going to carry it because I thought he'd have the popular votes, but didn't work. So he got booted off, but, um, but he was fun. He was, he smiled through all of it and you can tell he was having a good time. And he, when he got booted off, he said, yeah, I made it a lot farther on this than I thought I would. Yeah. He's a pretty easygoing guy. Yeah. And he's not ever been a physical, a real physical comedy guy completely. So that, that, that's really a good good stretch for him yeah i was, I was proud really, of him yeah i was too i was and i was glad that he went the the length that he did because he, he made it halfway through the competition that's where they are right now so so anyway so that's my indulgence right now it's dancing with the stars to balance that off i'm watching cosmos oh yeah that's extreme <laughs> <laughs> you have the two ends of the spectrum i know right like okay. the super serious intellectual and the super like rot your brain out tv watching i've heard mixed reviews what's your opinion um, I like it, um, I, but I think that there's a large nostalgia component in it for me because I watched the original Cosmos with my dad when I was a kid. Yeah. And I have just a handful of shows I remember watching with him, and Cosmos and uh, Next Generation are two of them. And so I think I have a lot of that every time I watch it, memories of watching with my dad sort of intermingle with this. Um, I know some people aren't really liking um, Neil deGrasse Tyson's delivery and some of the kind of science and the way they're portraying the science i heard somebody critiquing one of the episodes he was like imagine this and imagine that and imagine 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 and it's like okay come on let's get on with it you know yeah Uh so i've heard some you know critiques of that but i think they're doing a reasonably decent job are either one of you watching it have you seen any of the episodes Mm -mm, no no i haven't watched yet it's like on my to watch list but Mm -hmm. i just haven't made time for it yet it's a couple episodes right oh yeah they have i think there's at least five that are up right now yeah, five, maybe six that are out. So, yeah. And it's interesting that it's airing on two different channels. So it's on mm-hmm. um, Fox and then on National Geographic. 
yeah on monday and it's available on hulu for streaming hulu plus for streaming so um so you can watch it there um which is what i've been doing so um yeah okay. i don't know i like it i think it's been interesting it's one of those shows that kind of like lets me go hmm for a minute about the universe and then <laughs> completely forget everything that i've learned in the half an hour or the hour that i've been watching <laughs> oh, what I... about you isabella what have you been watching I finally got around to watching The Bletchley Circle. <gasps> yeah. And? and I loved it. It's the first, I've only watched the first season. I know the second season is on TV right now. Um, it's so intense. Yeah. I had to take breaks in between the episodes because I was just like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh no. It, yeah. I love it. And it's I'm not amazing. typically, I'm Go not ahead. typically into shows like that. I'm not. My mom's the big um, Anglophile. I don't typically typically watch British shows, especially mm-hmm. historical, you know, mm-hmm. British shows. But it's I think it's modern enough that I can get past can get into it. Yeah, I think it's fascinating how um, the British can create such tension with such incredibly calm scenes. Yeah, I mean, there's they're not these giant explosions and car chases and stuff and it's just as intense as it can be yeah and they're just like going through patterns and codes and lots of paper mm-hmm. <laughs> and i gotta admit though watching them do all that math and code breaking and pattern stuff it made me feel kind of dumb because i it goes completely over my head and uh, and i was just like what oh okay i'll just okay I guess that makes sense. And then I just move on. <laughs> I just accept it as a thing that I'm not going to mm-hmm. understand. <laughs> Sometimes yeah, I don't you can love it as a geek, though. Yeah, I, I like it. I find it fascinating. But code breaking and ciphering is just something that's never clicked for me. <laughs> yeah, I understand. And for other shows that I've been watching, um, Warehouse 13 came back recently. And it's on yeah. its last season. Mm. And... Which is kind of sad. Yes. Um, they're kind of doing what they did with Eureka. Just like, oh, here, have a last season. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of sad. And I hope they're not going with in the direction that I think they're going in mm. um, with the two leads. They've stayed away oh, from no. from any any romantic entanglements between them two. And it, they might be going that way just to wrap up the, the series. And it's really... Mm kind of making me mad that's always such a cop-out when it happens in the last season yeah yeah you know because it's it's oh we don't we don't have anything else to do so we've been avoiding this on purpose let's go there now yeah with some shows it works but mm -hmm. well i'd see them like a brother and sister yeah they're totally like siblings and they're kind of i don't know if they're hinting at it or maybe they will they're like hinting that it might happen and then make it not happen i don't know because there's only about like four or five episodes left. I don't mm-hmm. know how far they could take it. Hmm. Well, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Speaking of show endings, Rhonda, did you watch How I Met Your Mother? Oh, I started watching it. Uh-huh. And the um, the website, uh, CBS and ABC, where I stream, were just completely freaking out, especially oh. CBS. Mm-hmm. The video kept stopping. Oh. And so I haven't gotten back over there to finish it believe it or not and it's driving me nuts okay because i'm, so, I'm waiting in yeah, anticipation no. to discuss that with you so come on internet and cbs <laughs> is the worst their streaming has yeah. always been bad yeah but um but my streaming has been so bad lately i actually did a, a huge virus scan on my computer today and rebooted and stuff trying to figure out what what's what wrong on. So, mm. yeah so. yeah i've been waiting to watch the last season i've watched all of it it's just but the it, last season. Yeah, I've just been waiting. I wanted to wait until it was completely over mm-hmm. for me to just marathon the entire last bit of it. I'll be interested to see what you think about it, watching it like that, because it's mm-hmm. the only season that I've watched as it was airing, because I was caught up at the beginning of this season, so I was able to, because usually I watched it on Netflix, so I watched it after it aired. Yeah. And... I've really enjoyed it when I've when I've marathoned it. I didn't I didn't enjoy this season as much as I have the previous, and I have a couple of theories as to why I didn't enjoy this one as much. Um, but I'll be curious to see what you think. Yeah, that's why I didn't watch it. 
as it was airing this season because I did that with the last season mm -hmm. after I got all caught up and it went really slow. <laughs> <laughs> it's so interesting. I wonder if streaming is going to uh, change the way our shows are, are written. Yeah, I, w I wonder because... Very curious. Because, you know, it's one thing when it's when you're watching the entire season of a sitcom that's a half an hour show, so the episodes are 20 minutes that you're watching, and you watch all of those together, and that's not even eight hours of content. But when right. it's eight hours of content over six months, yeah, that's it a very feels different like, content. It feels like the story isn't moving at all. Exactly. And, mm -hmm. and with this season, I think that's that last season, I think that that's even more apparent with the, the way that they designed it and the way they yeah. wrote it. Yeah. Yeah. So, huh. Interesting. Oh, now I have more things to think about. <laughs> so what have you been watching, Rhonda? <laughs> um, just a variety of, of some different things. But I did start something new uh, because it just keeps popping up because marketing does work is Vikings. Oh, yeah. And uh, I've only watched two or three episodes and there's really nothing that's drawing me in. There's nothing that's repelling me necessarily or anything. Um, I'm hoping the lead actor kind of changes a little bit. I think he's great for the part, but he keeps making the same face that's like <laughs> I'm laughing at myself. <laughs> and he I hate to stop that. doing that. I hate when I stop. get like that, like you, you catch on to the one face the actor or actress makes. And then that's yeah, all you see. It doesn't even fit him as a Viking. I mean, it's just kind of a, a, a stupid kind of smirky face. Mm. But uh, the show's very well done. Costuming is done well, um, I think, because um, about historical facts that it's including and stuff. So right now I'm, I'm giving it, you know, my three to five episode shot to, to enjoy and see what's going on. Cool. And besides that, I've been watching some vlogs. I've, I've been watching Katie Satow um, do her makeup stuff. Nice. That's yeah, a Geek and Sundry, right? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, Those... what about reading? Have um, have you moved on to anything different uh, reading-wise, Regina? Actually, I went back to the novel I was reading that I kind of got lost <laughs> finishing, oh, yeah. uh, The Clockwork Prince, um, which is uh, Cassandra Clare's series. Um and uh, the Infernal Devices is what this one is called. And um, uh, it's building up to the crescendo. This is the last book in, in, this, in this particular series. So it's one of those where this book is longer than the others are. And you can see that there's like multiple uh, climaxes to come because we mm. already had one. And I'm only a third of the way through the book right now. And there's already this big, you know, huge fight scene at one of the family's houses with all these, you know, people and this very important person died. And now everybody else is in trouble because a very important person died. And so it's really interesting. And there's some undercurrents going on in it that I'm like, hmm, I'm not really sure where these are going. And I love when that happens. Because usually I'm like, oh, I know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. What about you, Isabella? Um, to, I've been on a real graphic novel kick lately. Nice. And I checked out Lock and Key by Joe Hill. And it's kind of like a horror like mystery graphic novel and i really like it it's it's so graphic like graphic in the violent way mm -hmm. um which is kind of okay but i definitely wouldn't read it late at night because i'm pretty sure it would give me nightmares um, <laughs> <laughs> oops um yeah well the story begins with a murder so you know um and i well, who publishes that um i'm not sure okay I'll find it. I've just been, yeah. Um, and I've also been reading Saga by Brian Vaughn. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if either of you have heard of that. Um, it's yeah. another, yeah, it's amazing. And it's quirky and it's really weird. I mean, there's like people with televisions for heads and people with wings and horns. And it's just like, it's like, it takes place in like on different planets and stuff. So there's space travel. But it's just so weird. Like, just when I think it's gotten as weird as it can, <laughs> it gets weirder. <laughs> like, there's a rocket ship that's a tree. And it makes it sound super strange. But the story works, which oh, okay. I love it when that happens. Like, it's not just, like, this weird mishmash of just weird things. It, the story really works. Um, mm. Yeah. I don't know also how else to explain the story. Huh. Um, that's pretty good, though. I mean, sometimes... Sometimes you can't. All you can do is just recommend it. Just like, you know, yeah, you're either going to like it this. or not. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Sometimes it's better to do that anyway, because then someone mm-hmm. isn't going in with your, your impression. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'm reading um, Nocturnal by Scott Sigler, and I, I don't know where it's going either. I have no idea. It's, it's interesting. Uh, I think it's really one of the more well-written books I've read in a while mm. uh, because it has a huge cast of characters, and I'm not lost. Oh, that's nice. And <laughs> that is saying something because there, was, there were like the first three or four pages of this one chapter where he started introducing um, everybody in the police department, the medical examiner, an FBI agent, uh, the district attorney is like, oh, crap, I'm never going to be able to keep up with these. And I started making my flow charts like I do. <laughs> I haven't had to pick it up since. Oh. Um, I've been able to follow along with what's going on. Um, it's a supernatural type book. Um, it's there's There are these serial murders going on, but they appear to be happening in a supernatural way. So right now, of course, the police department has no clue even how to solve it. Hmm. And they're really flummoxed. And I'm also reading a graphic. Well, it's not really a graphic novel, actually. It's a compilation of the first six issues of Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, nice. Great artwork. Really great artwork. In anticipation of the movie? Exactly. Yeah. 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 I wanted to to see because the movie looks really cool. And I was like, you know what? I like those characters. I think I want to read about them. And uh, this seems very different to me. Hmm. Cool. So... Very cool. Difference not bad, just different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Difference okay. <laughs> Are you playing anything, Regina? Uh, yes, I am. But before I, I share what I'm playing, I have to go back and amend what I'm watching. Uh-oh. Because if I don't mention this, Ryan is really going to yell at me. <laughs> uh, are you watching House of Cards? I am not watching House of Cards, no. Uh, I'm watching Game of Thrones. Oh, of course. Yeah. Season four. <laughs> Okay. And I, I, it had just started the last rap that we did, and I got a text message for him as he was editing, and he's like, Regina, for shame. <laughs> for shame. You did not talk about Game of Thrones. So I have but to. who's not talking about Game of Thrones? That's I mean, kind of, I think that's kind of why it keeps not sticking in my head, because I'm like, oh, I have all these other things that I'm, that I'm doing that not everybody is talking about. But yes, everybody's talking about, everybody's talking about what happened, the big event, and the big changes that they've made from the book, and there's all kinds of crazy stuff going on. I will say that there is one scene that is hugely satisfying in the opening of the fourth season, and everybody knows what scene that is, who's seen it, and I'm not going to say anything more about that scene, because I don't want to ruin it in case somebody hasn't seen it it <laughs> just go watch it so i can stop saying seen it yeah yes i've it, been watching it too okay good so you know and the, yes yes it's been incredibly satisfying so far this season yes it has been do they all put it on clothes and die because <laughs> <laughs> i'd love to see it if they if they all just put their clothes on and 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 quit uh having sex with each other no they're still That's- gratuitous boobs it, that's an, I don't think that's ever going to happen on this show. Yeah. Oh no no no. They they've set a precedence. The bar yeah. is the yeah. bar has been set. It has been at least the last episode. I think there was only one sex scene. <gasps> yeah, that's that might be a record. <laughs> I think it might be a record. Yeah, yeah. The most recent, the third episode of the season, there's only one sex scene, and it's at the end of the episode. Yeah. Because yeah, the- that's what that's what they're doing. They're they're everybody's sitting there going, "Where's the sex? Where's yeah. the sex? I miss my boobs. Where are my boobies?" Um, <laughs> I did laugh because in the first the first episode of the season, um, the first the second scene takes place in the brothel, and there's just you know boobs all over the place. Actually, there's full frontal nudity all over the place. So yeah, it was quite impressive. Okay, so I had to put that in there. So there we go. Yeah. Game of Thrones. I, they're for you, Ryan. Yes, <laughs> I am playing. Um, a new, a new, newly released on iPad game from Blizzard, Hearthstone. I uh, haven't heard of it. It is a magic-like card game. Oh, I've Ooh. heard of this. Yes, yes, and it's uh, free to play. It's one of those, uh, you know, you earn cards for the game as you play it, or you can purchase them from microtransactions. Uh, yeah, and it's really fun. I started it actually last night. Right now, I'm only through the um, the tutorial part of it because I have to get a an account. Uh, up and running but a listener and fan of ours Amy has been um, asking me to play it because you play against other people 
after you finish the tutorial, you can play against people. So she was, you know, been asking me about it for a while. So I now have it on my iPad. So iPad and, and uh, mobile gaming is mostly where I'm getting most of my gaming done right now. So having a new game to kind of play with that, that's a little bit more intricate than, you know, gems with friends or words with friends. It's really <laughs> nice. So that's my, that's my current go-to play. So I think I may have actually seen somebody mention that on Twitter today. I was just looking to see if it popped up, but um, they were comparing it to magic. Yeah, it is. It is very much. It's, it's essentially magic. There's a couple of, um, of game mechanics that are not magic based, but for them, I mean, you get mana just like you do in, um, in magic and you have to have enough mana to play your different cards and whatnot. You know, it's pretty much the same. But it has a leveling up, so when you're playing the hero that you're playing levels up and gets more health as you play, so you get you get to be a harder person to 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 fight with as you as you play, which is not something that happens in magic. So okay, yeah, it's pretty fun, and it's got um it's all the lore like you're fighting all the bad guys from from Warcraft, from the Warcraft lore. So that's really kind of cool. Cool. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, I like it. I like it. It's fun. What about you, Isabella? Are you playing anything? I've been playing, um, there was a Steam sale, which is pretty much the only time I get new games. Dangerous. Yes. Yes, I know. Um, So I picked up A Wolf Among Us, which is by Telltale Games. Yeah. The same people who do The Walking Dead games. Yeah. Um, And because I love The Walking Dead games and I've been playing season two Mm -hmm. um, and I've been just waiting and waiting for the next episode of that to come out. Um, I played A Wolf Among Us. I played the last there's three episodes that are out so far and it's based on fables the Mm -hmm. graphic novel series by bill willingham and yeah i've really liked it so far but it's kind of it it uses the same mechanics as the walking dead games but it's a little bit slower paced because you're trying to solve a murder instead of you know fighting zombies at every turn (laughs) yeah so you're not on the edge of your seat every single second but it's still interesting especially if you know the characters cool yeah and i've also been playing bioshock infinite finally oh wow um yeah and i'm really bad at it (laughs) (laughs) first person shooters not my thing but um it's a beautiful game and i've not familiar with the Bioshock universe at all. So it's been interesting. Um, I'm only about two hours into the game and it's not very far. Yeah, I really like it so far. I'm getting the hang of it. (laughs) (laughs) At least I think so. I'm dying less often, so that's a plus. That's always a good sign. (laughs) Yeah, and I I like first-person shooters, and I found that one a a little more difficult than, than the average shooter, so... I just have... I have the, do you know in the guild when Codex is playing um, a shooter with stupid hot hot, hot, (laughs) hot girl? Yeah. Yeah, and she just gets really dizzy and motion sick. And she's like, no, I'm going to be sick. I'm going to be sick. Yeah. 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 Usually my reaction. (laughs) So I tend to stay away from them. Um, But if I take breaks, (laughs) I I tend to be okay. I've had games that have done that too. I can't play Half Life for that reason. Yeah. I don't know what it is about Half Life, but that one just made me sick. I, I, you might, it might be a frame rate. So there's a bunch of things that might be contributing to it, but yeah, it can be uncomfortable. <laughs> cool. Yeah. What about you, Rhonda? What have you been playing? Uh, well, I kind of got off my console games this week and I, I had a lot of time to spend on my Kindle. Mm-hmm. So I went out and downloaded some games and found a, a fascinating little game called Plague Inc. Hmm. And it's by Endemic Creations. And it is pretty much the opposite of Pandemic, the board game. Okay. You, your goal oh, is Oh, you're trying to, to infect everybody. You're trying to infect and kill the entire population of the earth. Nice. <laughs> yes. Wow, this is perfect for you. I can see you being an evil mastermind. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I had uh, a lot of fun playing it. And then um, I sat side by side with uh, my husband and we played it together. He'd say, oh, try this, try this. And and we would make our plan strategies together, trying to make sure. Um, The the, the way that you try to beat the game is that people 
the human race actually wants to live. And so they will try to create cures. They'll invest money. They'll have um, awareness crusades, and they'll try to transport cures around the world to heal people. And so what you try to do is to um, prevent that from happening too quickly Mm. so that they get ahead of you and cure. Right. Um, I'm not sure how much replay value it's going to have. It does have three levels. And there are several uh, different types of diseases that I have yet to unlock. So I think that might change the dynamics a bit. So it it was really fun. I enjoyed it. And it is available not just on the Kindle Fire. It's got, um, you can find it for the Android and the Apple. Oh, all right. Yeah, pretty cool. Well, that's a a really good week of um, geek watching, reading, and playing. Um, That's how we've been wrapping. Why don't you guys let us know what you've been watching, reading, and playing, because we'd love to hear your suggestions. You have your desk, your chair, your computer, and a pen. What's the next tool you have to have? This is our segment called That's All I Need, if anybody remembers the movie The Jerk. (laughs) And we're just going to ask very simple questions and just find out a little bit more about each other and what what defines us as a geek in uh, different environments. And today it's about your office desk. So if you've got those four basic uh, um, tools in your office, Isabella, what's the next thing you have to have? My whiteboard calendar. It pretty oh. much saved me in college. <laughs> oh, There's wow. no possible way, other way I could have keep, kept track of everything that I had to do. And with my job and five classes, I would have gone crazy otherwise. Hmm. So did you update it? Like, is it a weekly calendar or a monthly calendar? Um, I have a monthly calendar. Okay. So I can plan ahead for like if I have a paper due or mm-hmm. I have an event I have to go to. Things like that. And then I have more detailed to-do lists for every day. But just seeing, like, being able to plan my week Right, out the snapshot really of what helpful. needs to be done. Yeah. yeah. And how big is it, oh, she it's... said? <laughs> <laughs> it's probably, like, um, the size of, a, like, an eight. A little larger than an eight. Like, a regular sheet of paper, an eight and a half by 11. Oh, It's not really? that big. Oh, okay. Yeah. I it's just say I eight make feet. Like, <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> it's on the entire ceiling of my office. <laughs> no, I'm not that crazy. Um, no, I make. I yeah, I just write shorthand. Like. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I used to, when I was working on the dissertation, and I needed more than just a month. I had a I had a wall calendar, um, a whiteboard or a wipe off wall calendar that I used for month month planning. And then that ended up not being particularly efficient for me because I don't like having to um, to erase and or it wasn't a, a dry erase. It was uh, one that you have to wipe down with water. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, like semi they're not semi-permanent, but those markers that you have to wipe down with water. And so I would have to clean it to re put or to move things. And if things changed, it just ended up being too much of a hassle. So yeah, I ended up not using it in the end. But so then what would your fifth item be then, Regina? Mine would be actually related to that that same problem was um, my 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 go to thing that has to be on the desk at all times are post-its. And I have had a problem with post-its since I was an administrative assistant 100 years ago at IBM in New York. And that was like my whole other life. (laughs) (laughs) And I had one boss in particular who hated my post-it system because what I would do is I would take my messages on the phone on a post-it. And if I had a to-do item on it, I would keep it on my desk. When it was done, I would throw it away. It was a very efficient system for me because I knew that when the post-it was gone, it was done. If I had no post-its on my desk, I didn't have anything that I needed to do. They drove one of my bosses crazy. Oh, wow. Absolutely (laughs) crazy. He actually went to my supervisor and said, you know, you need to do something about the post-its. I hate them. And I'm (gasps) like, really? So she gave be kidding me. Yeah, seriously, like this is the biggest jerk move ever. He goes, my my supervisor comes to me and she gives me this like organizer thing, and she's like, walking <laughs> through, like how to use an organizer, and I'm like looking at this like you know, and I had been reasonably successful as an administrative assistant, so I didn't really need help with like how to organize things, and I'm like looking at her, and she's like, well, you know, he said something about your post-its. He doesn't like your post-its, and I'm like, you're kidding me. 
you are seriously kidding me? She's like, no, he doesn't like looking at them. And I'm like, okay, fine. So I took the organizer and put the post-its in the organizer. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. I used to do, I used to do the same thing with, um, flashcards. Mm. Um, you know, those colored like neon flashcards. I used to use the different colors for different tasks I had to do and just write my to-do lists on them. Yeah. And I think they drove everyone I worked with crazy because they'd be all over the place. Yeah. And I would leave notes for people like, I need you to do this. And yeah, <laughs> I don't know why. It just seemed to help. Yeah, it yeah. does. You know, they're, they're a little bit back, they're a little bit bigger than a post-it. Than a post-it yeah. And I, you can write on both sides. Yeah. Which yeah. is what I liked about them. Oh, I can write on both sides of post-its. I'm very posted at that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a skills on my resume. It really is. And then what I ended up doing with the calendar, since I didn't want to use the wipe off calendar, I ended up using the big wall post-its. You know, have you seen those? That you use oh, like yeah. meetings, the ones you use awesome. in meetings. I had those all like oh, yeah. all around my office when I was working <laughs> on the dissertation. I still have some of them. I kept some of them because I would do my brainstorming on them. And then I would have them, you know, and they were big and I had bright pens and colors so I could glance up at them and remember what I was trying to say. It was great. Yeah. I just imagine your wall looked like you were trying to solve a murder. It did. There's like strings <laughs> like connecting things. That's pretty much what it looked like. When I was I, when I wrote the last chapter of the dissertation, I literally stepped out of the shower, grabbed one of those and wrote the entire outline for the chapter, like right after I stepped out of the oh shower. And it, oh. and I and I followed it almost to the to the letter. I was like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever done in my entire life. It was great. You got to use what works for you. Yeah, seriously. All right, what's yours, Rhonda? What's your what's your fifth tool? Well, now I'm wondering whether or not it, it's really a tool or whether it's a dependency. I'm just not sure. It's kind of dependent to, on my post-it, so I can understand that. Yeah. I have to have a ruler. Really? I love, I love rulers. I love them. I, I, so orderly. Yeah, they they... They can be used so so many different ways. Well, you have to make your flow charts for your books and your TV yes. shows. <laughs> and columns and, you know, I I always buy a blank moleskin type book and I create my own my own day timer. I have to have a ruler for that and I've got several different I've got a ruler for everything. And um post-it notes are really close to my heart too, but um, the, the 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 ruler things almost a fetish. Rules. Yeah, I've got a I've got a pencil box, and there's a different kind of ruler in every single one. I've got, I think I've got four pencil boxes, and yeah, um, there were so many different types of rulers. Yeah, yeah. There, the uh, if you if you have this is this is um, rulers for for you. Um, get a metal corkback ruler. Mm-hmm. That, that is the best all around ruler for most things. Yeah, I have one of those actually. Yep. That's the one you got to have. Yeah. And Isabella, did you know that you could buy um, the um, at any of the uh, home supply places, like Home Depot and Lowe's and stuff, please send us some money. We'll sponsor you. And you buy wa- uh, a whiteboard splashback is really, really cheap for like building in bathrooms and stuff. And it is basically a whiteboard. What? Yeah. I know that. I've seen it for like chalkboard, but I'm allergic to chalk, so I've never been able to use those. But I didn't know they had those for whiteboards. Yeah, I mean it's it's in the uh, the lumber supply area, and it's what hmm. you actually they they sell it for um, for bathrooms and stuff like that. And it comes in like an eight foot sheet by five feet, four or five feet, and it's cost next to nothing. It's less than twenty bucks, I think. That's and crazy. Eight foot whiteboard. Wow. I'm envisioning awesome. different places I can use this. Yes, we have two. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> <laughs> and do you have a giant ruler that you use within? Not yet. Okay. But I'd love to have one. You should. <laughs> well, this is our, that was our crazy segment. That's all I need. We'll do a different question every week and just find out just how crazy we all are. <laughs> It's happened to the best of us. You decide to plunk down your hard-earned cash to go see a movie. You see a familiar title up on the marquee. It's a movie made from your favorite game. How awesome is that, you think? Perhaps naively. Could a movie version of a game ever be as good as the game was? 
What is it about movie adaptations of games that make them so utterly dissatisfying? So this is our topic for today. We got some great listener feedback on this. Rhonda, Isabella, and I all have our opinions and some stuff we want to share about this. So shall we start with what our uh, our followers on Facebook and Twitter said? Yeah. Let's, yeah. Isabella did a great job um, asking people on Facebook and Twitter. What kind of feedback you get, Isabella? Um, okay. So Carlo Moran. Carlo. I'm saying that right? Carlo. Carlo. Carlo? Yes. Carlo. Hi, Carlo. Hi, it's Carlo. very tiny on my screen. I'm sorry. No <laughs> um, said Doom was okay, but not that great. And Resident Evil and Mortal Kombat are probably the better ones. Yeah, we got a lot of votes for Resident Evil and Mortal yeah. Kombat as being good. Mm-hmm. Both of those came up a lot. Yeah, they came up a lot. Yeah. Um, I don't. I didn't see Doom. I. I sort of. I sort of rejected that movie from the get go. I'm not sure why though. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. I looked for it and last night to see if I could find or, you know, watch some of it, but I wasn't available to stream anywhere. I've watched bits of Resident Evil, but horror m- movies are not really my thing. <laughs> <laughs> so. I can agree with you on that one. I'm, I'm not a big horror fan myself. I've got the first four Resident Evil movies on DVD. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to ask you later what you mean by that. <laughs> no, but what I mean is that I saw it on your list, so I assume that you Oh, okay. <laughs> no offense. No, that's She funny. wasn't insinuating anything about your character in that. <laughs> I liked the first Resident Evil movie. Yeah. I thought good. it was good. So what other feedback did we get, Isabella? Um, Eric Keto on Facebook mentioned Metal Gear Solid as an inspired by a video game to movie um that was kind of he says it was influenced by escape from la hmm. that's and, interesting yeah, yeah. escape uh, from la is a good movie yeah <laughs> um there's a lot of people who mentioned tomb raider yes of course of course how could you not <laughs> how could you not yeah there but was. as good or bad as there were a few people who liked them but um a lot of people also said that they were kind of not that great. And I don't know if it was because of Angelina Jolie or yet yeah, one of my friends said that from what she remembered, Angelina Jolie as Laura Co- Croft kind of turned her off from that series completely. Mm, yep. I can definitely see that. She didn't really fit. No. But nobody really could ever fit no. Laura Croft, so it's not really fair. <laughs> um. Let's see. Um, Furious Buddha on Twitter mentioned Street Fighter 2, the animated movie. Mm-hmm. Halo 4, Ford Onto Dawn, also. That was another popular one that I honestly didn't know anything about. I didn't either, and then I watched it, and oh, I yeah? knew nothing about Halo, hmm. and I actually enjoyed it. Huh. <laughs> um, let's see. Ebby01110 on Twitter mentioned Prince of Persia. Which I actually kind of like that. I vaguely remember watching that movie, but it didn't really make that much of an impact on me. Street Fighter again. And Halo Forward into Dawn as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's basic, most of them. And someone saying, oh, Indie Techno on Twitter mentioned that he didn't like Battleship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Battleship didn't work. <laughs> Although that's an interesting example because it's a game made yes. from, or a game, it's a movie made from a board game. Yes. yes. Which is kind of crazy, too. So, yeah. And we have Mark mentioned Resident Evil and Halo as well. One of the writers from the site. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So those that was pretty much our consensus of, of movies that people were talking about. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the ones that were missing from this that I had seen that they had made movies of in my research. Uh, uh well, I mean, I started watching Max Payne and turned it off after about 10 minutes. Yeah, nobody talked miserable. about Max Payne. That got such bad reviews. I looked. It was at horrible. That. Yeah, their Rotten Tomatoes review gave them like 30% or something like that. And it was atrocious. Yeah, it's really horrible. Yeah. Um, Hitman, which I think could have been a good movie. I I love Timothy Oliphant. I think he's he makes a great villain. Mm-hmm. But 
you know, every every actor cannot play every role, mm-hmm. and he, uh, he just wasn't right for that hitman role. Um, I hate to say, but I mean, he's he's absolutely perfect as Raylan Givens, and um, in the last Die Hard movie, but he was not hitman. It was mm-hmm. bad, um, and I think we mentioned all the others, any of the ones I've seen. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. Well, I went and I watched um, Tomb Raider, the original Tomb Raider, last night. Oh, okay. Fresh. Um, yeah, to, to have at least one that I had seen recently and, and was one that I had played the game. So I had played the, the early. I haven't played the new game oh, okay. yet, but I had played the early games of that when, the, when that had come out. And I was thinking about it and I was, I was trying to remember how much of a backstory you actually get about Lara Croft in the games. <laughs> And you, you don't get a whole lot. You get some. You know that she's very wealthy because you train, like the training, like the practice before you begin the game is always in her mansion mm-hmm. with her yep. training grounds. And you know that she's, that her dad died and things like that, which are all key components to the movie where she's actually doing the training in her mansion and the mm-hmm. whole the whole story revolves around uh, her daddy issues, essentially. <laughs> with uh she she gets this you know artifact that has you know mysteriously appeared in her house and turned itself on at the right time to to you know find the the things that will unlock it and so she's essentially going to try to get back to go back in time so she can see her dad again who has who has died so um, so it was interesting. I, I think that because there were little snippets of background story in the game, I think that that makes for a more effective movie adaptation rather than having a really strong story that you're trying to turn and adapt into a movie. So are we saying in general that this um, this genre doesn't work? I think in general it doesn't work. I think the adaptations don't generally work. I don't know. What I, do you think, Isabella? What do you guys, why do you guys think it doesn't? Uh, I think the way the story like plays out in a video game can be very difficult to adapt to a movie, um, especially if it's a very long, involved story. Because you know, games can be hours and hours long, but a movie, at the most, um, two and a half hours, it's a lot of work to fit, you know, to edit that story down and still make it make sense. Right. And. Yeah, it's well, a lot of games, um, a lot of movies that they made from video games are don't have that much of plot to them. Right. Like recently, the whole the whole thing that like spurred this discussion was that I saw something about Need for Speed. And (laughs) I played Need for Speed a lot with my brothers when I was younger. And I don't remember there ever being like at like much plot at all um to those games so i sometimes if there isn't a, a plot that can work in their mm-hmm. favor and they can just kind of make it what they want it to be right um like with battleship that was one of the movies i watched um it was more influenced by the game than anything else so right. sometimes it works but i just think uh, video games are a lot more interactive and trying to turn that into something that's just a narrative can be difficult. Well, I think that's I think that's key. I think that people get personally involved with video games because of the interaction. Yes. And if there isn't a lot of story, if it's not an RPG game, if it's not a role-playing game, there isn't a heavy story element to it. People are putting their own story into mm. the game. And that's so a good point. to to take that and then take that vague story and then each individual person has their own idea of what that means, of what the little pieces are and put it together in their own way. And then you have this grand narrative that comes in a, you know, in a two and a half hour package in a movie theater with, you know, lights, camera, action, and everything going on. I think that takes away from that personal experience of it. Worse, on top of that, movie studios are only interested in capitalizing on cash, from game fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're not putting a lot into the story or the writing or even the special effects. Cause like watching Tomb Raider and I realized that it's, you know, it's an old movie in terms of special effects, but watching the special effects, I was like, come on, they could have done better than this. The games looked better than this at that time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they had two things to capitalize on right. Angelina Jolie and right. the title. 
It was really funny, though, too, because looking at her chest, it's so obvious that she's wearing, like, a super padded bra. Yes. (laughs) They even made her boobs, like, kind of square and pixelated looking. Like, you look at them from the the angle, and I'm like, oh, God, really? This is is how we stay true to the story, is we make sure her boobs actually look pixelated. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Yeah. That had a lot of failure in it. (laughs) It did. I watched that one, too, and it just didn't hold up as much as I remembered. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I didn't think – it wasn't as terrible as I thought it was going to be. I, I had only watched snippets of it before last night. I watched it start to finish last night. Um, and I was like, oh, this isn't horrible, but it's not far away from that. <laughs> so is Resident Evil better? I thought Resident Evil was better, yeah. And, and h- how come it worked? I think it's I think it's the same the same basic idea. There was an there was just snippets of story in that game. You could get more story if you went and like read some of the books that were in the um in the house that the mansion that you were exploring and you were fighting the zombies in. But for the most part, you don't really know why you've been dropped and you know you're just there to to figure out what's going on. Um, so I think it's open enough, and I think the movie held true to the to the the texture of the game, like, like the mm. game that held true to what the game was and to the, to the feel of the game. Like there's that one scene in the first movie, um, where they're trying to go through a door and they're, they're trying to figure out what trap is placed and the guy gets cut with the wires. Yeah. I, I love that scene. I mean, it's gory as all get out. <laughs> I mean, it's terrible, but I loved how it sort of took a game component and turned it into the movie. It, t- it takes some finesse. It does. It takes it takes finesse. And I think that that's the problem is that when they make movies of games, they're not going for finesse and fine movie making. They're going for a quick dollar. Yeah. yeah. So that's why they end up falling short so often. Yeah. I've, I like the, the first Resident Evil movie as well. Mm-hmm. I, it, the, um, the character is actually going through some transformations. There are people that start off looking like they're the bad guys, and then all of a sudden they all end up on the same playing field. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, you know this is a Resident Evil movie. Right. You know. Yeah, yeah. So you know what's coming. At least if you played the games, you know what's coming. So So is there a, a, a game to movie uh, that you like somewhat, Isabella? Well, when preparing for this, I watched Battleship. Are we considering that a oh yeah, oh yeah, game to movie adaptation? Yeah, definitely. I was completely prepared to not like that movie because in the market, in the marketing they did the, for that movie, they made it seem really silly, and I actually ended up really liking that movie. <laughs> I like Battleship. I am so it's it's my guilty pleasure. <laughs> it was. It really is. I I I've got just a very small handful of guilty pleasure movies that it's like you know what. I don't care. I know this is campy, but I just, I could watch it over and over. Yeah, I think it's because they, they kind of made an homage to the movie. Um, I mean, to the game. Mm-hmm. You know, when they're fighting, they're trying to find the aliens and they're looking at like a grid and mm-hmm. trying to like pinpoint where they're going to be. And other than that, they're just fighting aliens. And it totally doesn't, it doesn't try to be anything other than. A movie with a lot of explosions, a lot of guns, and aliens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that works. It's a good Friday night, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. And did you did you notice that um, the um, projectiles that the aliens were shooting and the machines they were using look like the pegs in the Battleship game? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now that you mention it, yeah, kind of. It, I thought that was hilarious. It was funny. Yeah. Someone had to point it out to me because I was just enjoying the movie. And yeah. they pointed it out. And they were like, oh, that looks like the pegs in the game. I'm like, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> I might have to go watch Battleship now. It's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, have I, you I not seen it? Yeah. No, I haven't seen it. Well, I, I, don't, I don't recommend it to people because I think most people wouldn't like it. And like I said, I consider it... Guilty a guilty pleasure. pleasure right up there with um, Tornado and Flash Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> Which they're remaking, by the way. Oh, really? I think I heard that somewhere. I think we're going to have to have a Guilty Pleasures movie. Oh, yeah. Episode. Oh, I have so many of those. Yeah, I think, I think oh, we need to do that. 
We need to identify what what makes something a guilty pleasure as well. Yeah. Like do some analysis of that. So are there any movies out there or any games that you think should be made into a movie or that might, if they could do it right, would be something you would actually want to have a passive experience with in the theater? I would love to see Borderlands. Oh, really? Yeah. It would have to be completely different characters, but I would love to see that world in a movie. It's a very interesting world. Yeah. I think it would be really Very violent. Yeah, very violent. But the look of it, like Tarantino could like mess that up. Wow. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It would be awesome. But, but is I, it, are, any actors you would cast in that? Um, oh God. Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, somebody with a really severe face. Like, yeah, would have to have a really, really hard-edged faces. Who is it that plays Hellboy? Oh, um. Oh, gosh, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, I can totally yeah. see his face, and I cannot remember. I, I don't know names. It would be fun to cast it. It would be fun to cast it. It would be really fun. Um. Yeah, I, I, that was the first thing that came came to mind for me was having that world in a movie mm-hmm. would be great. But it would like it. I wouldn't want it to be the story. I wouldn't. Oops. See, I just dropped my pen onto my post-it notes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> She's going to lose her place in the show. She, her post-it notes just shuffled off the floor. 52 pickup. Oh, um, Are there any other movie, any other games? I thought of uh, Fallout and Journey I thought would make interesting movies. Journey? Yeah, Journey was the one on PlayStation where you get dropped in the world. And there's, oh, there's with like the almost, sand? Yes, with the sand. You want that as a movie? Yeah, because I think that there's <laughs> no story in it, so they'd have to make a story. I think it would be interesting. Okay. <laughs> Ron is like not. Fallout sounds interesting. Yeah, I think Fallout would be good too. Because you could take, because it starts in um, um, the vault or whatever. So you could just have another vault that you don't know the story about, and then that could be the movie. Mm-hmm. What about you, Isabella? Is there a game you think you'd like to see on the big screen? I would really love to see Portal be made into a movie. Oh, how interesting. That would be fun. I know what you found, too. <laughs> yeah. I saw your link. Um, there's been a couple of like short fan-made films that people have made, and I really love what they've done with it. There's one... Um, Oh gosh, I can't remember what the name is, but it's it's basically the story of how GLaDOS turns evil and mm-hmm. kills everyone. Hmm. And I think just I would like to see more about aperture science. <laughs> how exactly yes. they ended up being I want to know your backstory. They're super mm-hmm. evil co- corporation. I would yeah. I think they Well, could and it's do already a lot. got a couple of good characters built out that you yeah. like. Mhm. You know? I mean, I love Wheatley. I mean, he doesn't even have to be in there, but GLaDOS makes a perfect villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I wouldn't even mind if Shell wasn't in the game. But I would, of course, I would like, I mean, in the yeah. movie, but I would like for her to be in there. But, you know, it doesn't have to be about puzzle solving. Right. Because that would be impossible to do, I think. Mm-hmm. But I that's just one game that I would love to know more about the backstory. And I think they could do something with that. Interesting. So if um, I've, got, I've got a list of, of games here that I, I found in my research that they're actually considering or already ready to do movies about. Mm-hmm. Are there any games you guys would say, please, please don't make a movie based on this game? I think Alan Wake would be bad. Really? Yeah, because there's already too much story. It's so story driven. Oh. I think it would be it would be one of those adaptations where everybody has their own idea about the story. Well, mm-hmm. you're probably right. That never... was one of the ones I thought would probably make a good movie. But yeah, I think it would, would fall apart. Hmm. Anything else? Um, I'm just looking at your list right now. Angry Birds. I hope that falls apart and does not end up being a movie. <laughs> yeah. They, you don't want to uh... know why the pigs and the birds are mad at each other. <laughs> There's no reason to know why. Well, th- and that's something that we haven't differentiated with here, and that is live action versus animation. Right. Mm-hmm. And I believe Angry Birds is going to be an animation, which I think I could I, I could pass on that. But just some of the ones that I found, um, they are going to make a sixth Resident Evil. It's making money, man. I, I, I guess. Uh, five was so horrible. But um, the first four were good, but even I admit it, five was horrible. Of course, the fifth 
Die Hard movie was horrible too. But so was the fifth Star Star Trek movie. Yep, that was the one that William Shatner directed. Oh no, it was oh, awful. Yeah, that's right. They sang "Row, Row, Row Your Boat" at the end around yeah, the campfire. Gosh. It was atrocious. Yeah, yeah. it's bad. Um, one that surprised me that made me nervous was Assassin's Creed. Until I saw that they apparently have Michael Fassbender cast for it, hmm. who is really awesome. He was in uh, Prometheus, and um, I thought he was just brilliant in that. Hmm. Um, he's a he's a high high quality actor. So if they can get a script, I still think fans might be disappointed. But yeah, um, but others were Gran Turismo, Warcraft, Angry Birds. Uh, Monopoly, Risk, mm. and Clue. They're thinking about remaking Clue. Oh, God. Don't touch Clue, please. No. Yep. They're thinking about remaking please. it. And there's actually a movie coming out this October called Ouija. Mm-hmm. But uh, one I discovered that they've been beating around, and it could go all the way back to everything that you said, Regina. Yeah. But apparently since 2010, then we talk about making Mass Effect. Yeah. See, that's another one. That I, it's a big mistake. I just think that that would be atrocious. There, there's no way they're going to do justice to that story mm-hmm. in, in a movie. Unless it's a completely different... They take the world and make a story based in the world that isn't the, the game story. I just yeah. don't, I don't see how they're going to do it. I, I, don't, I don't see that working. I, you know, and it's interesting that you bring up Clue, because that's one of the things I thought about that, <laughs> that would be interesting in terms of a video game adaptation movie adaptation would be if they did that and they made different endings like they had in Clue. (laughs) (laughs) Totally serious. That's fantastic. Like, how satisfying would that be to have a video game movie that had different endings, you know, or didn't always have the same story or had different side quests as, you know, part of the story as you were watching it. So you'd have to see it at, like, three different theaters to see every version of it. Oh my God, you're a marketing genius. I am actually. <laughs> the game industry needs to hire me. They, they need to make a job for me idea. because I am a genius. <laughs> <laughs> Wild E. Coyote, super genius. <laughs> so, are we, so are we basically saying, I mean, that the, the genre of video and movie are so different that even if you've got a story in a game that doesn't necessarily mean you've got a movie script. Yes. Even though you've yeah. got characters. And even though you've got a game like Battleship that has no story, that's a good thing because then you can actually make a movie out of it because the the script isn't already written in the gamer's head. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because I, th- I think I, I think it was well both of you said it is the fact that you as a player you're invested mm-hmm. and you have your own backstory. Right. And well, oh, it was interactivity. That's what you said. Yeah, um, the interactive. Yeah, because uh-huh. you're actually a part of the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you can't you can't replicate that in in a movie unless you did a movie that was like a choose your own adventure that was an interactive you know thing that you watched and you could actually choose. That would be interesting too. Have the audience choose. Like everybody'd have a voting thing. You know, here are your dialogue options. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, then especially they, now they, that the, the movies are on video. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, then, even if you did that in a theater yeah. and everybody had like a little mechanism, you know, like they did on America's yes. Funniest Home Videos where you hit a button to vote for, you know, whatever the best video was, vote for the best dialogue option. And then the theater yes. as a group can make the decision and then it's interactive. But it's always going to be missing something because of that interactive piece that will have been removed from it. See, the, I might actually go back to the movie theater if you could do that. That way, oh, yeah. I would too. But I think if that if they could actually do something like that, it might make some people really mad. Oh, of course. Well, everything's going to make somebody really mad. It's the internet. Well, um, well, like, wasn't it Mass Effect that had different endings and some people oh, were yeah. mad about what oh, endings people they got? Were, yeah. And people get really upset if the if its story doesn't end the way they want it to. Yeah. Well, yeah. even that happened with the the most recent episode of Game of Thrones. They changed the nuance of a scene from yes. what it was in the book and uh-huh. it just blew the internet's up. People and I can kind of understand in that context. Oh, I can but, too. I can um, too. But it was it was interesting that that it was, you know, it's the same it's the same thing. People want that experience to mirror what they've already experienced. And and if you make a 
if you made a movie more interactive, aren't you just trying to put more video game mechanics into the movie to make it more like the game? Yeah, but I think yeah. that would be fun. I think that, yeah, that might make it work a little bit more. Yeah. Because I think... it doesn't lend itself to... Right, because movies experience. exactly because movies are such a passive. They're you know somebody else's storytelling as opposed to your storytelling. So and it wouldn't be you know. Remember Rhonda, there was that uh, art uh, that comic that we had talked about. Oh God, I can't remember. It must have been like six or eight months ago about the story somebody had written in their head about Pac Man. I think so. Do you remember? It was like this existential tale of like how starving this, this little Pac-Man was and how he was haunted by the ghosts of his past. And that's why they were always chasing him. No, I don't remember that. But no. that's very interesting. But it was it was a comic that had like, you know, you know, the it was oh. a dad talking to his son. Yes, yes, said, yes. And it was this total it like made this whole existential narrative around Pac-Man. You know, mm-hmm. which had absolutely no story. It's that experience. You're taking that, you know, and we talked about games that we had done that with. And I talked about um, Pitfall and doing that with Pitfall and like making my own story around Pitfall. So we just do it. We do it naturally, naturally. with everything. Yeah, it's what it's what humans do. They make sense of chaos. So yeah. that's essentially what you're doing when you're playing a game, too, is no matter how simplistic the game is, you put a story in it. And so to have it be more interactive like we're you know that that might be something that you know elevates this you know movie adaptation of video game genre yeah if mm-hmm. somebody were willing to do it and it that, would... and that's like i was saying if because the fi- it's digital now it's not on film right anymore. yeah now they they're able to get rid of the uh the guy in the in the booth, booth yeah but it, it would be so easy to program that yeah to open the right file. I mean, gamers yeah. are already doing it. They're already engines set up to do that. This yeah. is doable, Hollywood. This is doable. <laughs> Make it happen. Brian, edit all of this out about Regina's brilliant idea because we're going to do this. <laughs> I was just thinking that. I'm like, I, I make wonder a if I could actually do that. Yes. Huh. <laughs> Great idea. On a small so scale. Yeah. But do you see a... Uh, people actually wanting to spend the money and the time to make a game, uh, a movie from a video game that actually worked. Mm. Like to put all that extra time in and try to do something different. It would have to not be, um, it's kind of like you have the same issue with movie making that you have with video game making. The AAA studios, the the big name studios on on either of those sides on movies or video games aren't going to do something like this. No, an indie house that's trying to make a reputation for itself, um, both movie and video game, you know, it, they could do a collaboration mm-hmm. and then yeah. that that's where it would have to come from. It would have to come from an indie, somebody who's doing something who's willing to experiment. Um, it's not going to come from a big budget because it's too much of a risk. It's too much money to put out to do it. Then if the indies do it and it's successful, the triple A's will. Then they'll do it. Do it. Because they don't take any risks. Exactly. So, unfortunately, no, I don't see a big a big game studio doing it. But I could see a smaller game house doing it. Mm-hmm. Especially I'd pay for it. Yeah, especially if you had a population. You know, if you were in a city or in an area where gaming was prevalent, like say Seattle. Yeah. Okay, that's what we have to do next. Is <laughs> for each of the for each of the um, the games that we like and we'll move put into a movie. We've got to cast it. Yes. And um, we'll talk about casting that maybe on Twitter and Facebook. Oh, that'd be uh, fun. Yeah. Yeah. Games. Um, well, if you guys don't have any other comments about this, we are going to close this segment. Are there any games that uh, you guys would like to see adapted to a movie? Are there any out there you're like, please don't, don't ruin my game? Uh, let us know what you think about games to movies. You've been listening to Game on Girl. You can find all our social media connections on our website, GameOnGirl.com. I'm your co-host, Rhonda Oglesby. You can follow me on Twitter at Row Room. That's R-H-O-R-H-O-O-M. And I'm your host, Regina McMenemy, or Doc Liz with two Zs, and I'm known on Twitter, Steam, and various and sundry other places on the interwebs. Uh, thanks to Isabella for joining us on the show today. And coming up with a great topic. Yeah. <laughs> this was really enjoyable. And I had a great time. And if you guys don't know, Rhonda and Isabella are our 
pretty much the uh, the foundation of Game on Girl. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I'm there too, but. <laughs> But you guys are, are really uh, uh, toting the line right now. So I wanted to thank you both for your Aww. constant contributions to the show and to the site. Uh, couldn't do it without you. So yeah, Isabella is awesome. Isabella is awesome. Yes. Aww, thanks. And if anybody wants to hire her, uh, she definitely has a reference. Yes, with please, do. Yeah, please okay. hire me. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, we'll lose her. I know. Shut up. God. I know. I always have such great bad ideas. <laughs> Uh, Game on Girl is available on iTunes and Stitcher streaming. These links, along with references made on the show, can be found on our website, GameOnGirl.com. This podcast is edited by Ryan Broom at Desert Tree Media, and the theme song Good Day by Triple Fox is used under Creative Commons Attribution License. Thanks so much for listening, and until next time, game on! You sunk my battleship.